We're talking Jesus therapy and PTSD. I got a lot to say. Come on in. Let's talk about it. My name is Leah Huggins. I'm a wife, a mother, and a proud U.S. Navy veteran. After two tours to Iraq, my husband was diagnosed with PTSD. My world spiraled out of control as fear, anxiety, doubt, and depression took over. I gave my life to Christ, took on a new mindset, and let go of the negativity of my past. I now help wives to find healing, encouragement, and strategy to overcome the effects of PTSD on their daily lives and in their marriage. So come on in and let's talk about it. Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. This is a place where we empower women to support their spouse through PTSD without losing themselves in the process. I'm your host, Coach Leah, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. All right, y'all, we have a good topic for you all today. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about Jesus, therapy, and PTSD. All right, we're going all in. (laughs) We're going to talk about how our faith intersects with the science of therapy, counseling, medication, and everything else that goes along with that. All right. So we're going to get started right now. All right. First, let me give my disclaimer. Okay. I am not a therapist. I am not a licensed counselor or anything like that. Okay. I'm not here to give you any type of medical advice. Um, I'm here basically to talk about my journey and, you know, what I've experienced along the way. And I'm going to share with you what I tried, what I learned and what has worked for me. This is your journey. I'm only here to guide you um, and to give you some tips and resources that may help you along the way on your path. For me, all roads lead to God. And my job here is just to point you in the direction of the cross so that you can find your healing, your peace, your strength, and whatever it is that his plan is for your life. All right. Amen. Amen. (laughs) All right. So we're just going to go ahead on and jump right in. There is a big debate about whether or not Christians need therapy or if Christians should go to therapy, all right? People feel like God is the one that heals. And because of that, we don't need to seek treatment anywhere else outside of him and outside of the church. But the truth is there are some things that can't be healed just by going to church. There are some things that simply just going to church is not going to fix. It's not going to fix the issue. There are some cases where professional help is going to be needed. So there was a time in my marriage that things were going really tough. Um, We couldn't get along. We didn't have the skills that we needed to communicate properly. Um, We had come from two separate backgrounds, which meant that we had two separate ways of looking at the world and dealing with certain situations. And this made for a terrible time in our relationship. Even as early as back then, in our younger days, we were ready to throw in the towel and give up on our marriage. So as a last ditch effort, you know, I suggested that we go to counseling. And I have to be honest, okay, as I'm looking back at it, my husband was not feeling the idea of counseling. Um, Back then, it wasn't something he was interested in. He felt like we shouldn't have to go and talk to someone else to tell them how we feel about each other. You know, he felt like we should be able to talk to one another without intervention or without putting someone else in our business. So back then, we were both military and we used the counseling service that they provided on the base. And I can remember we made it through one full session 
<laughs> and then to be honest, you know, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You know, my my issue was I didn't feel like we got any solutions. I also didn't feel like, you know, we were actually able to talk about what was really going on. And I already knew my husband wasn't feeling it. <laughs> and I didn't feel like we had a real connection with the counselor. All of this. And I was ready to give up after one session. <laughs> OK, but I didn't. You know, he gave us some homework to do and we barely did it. Uh, so right before it was time for another session, we had this huge argument and we get into the car to go to the appointment and he, he pulls up to the place and he lets me out and then he drives off. Y'all, he left me <laughs> like what in the world? OK, so first of all, I'm embarrassed and I'm like, how am I supposed to go and do couple couples therapy by myself? <laughs> I got to go in here and explain to this man that my husband didn't care enough to come in today. Because believe it or not, even when you're in couples counseling, you still don't want people to know how bad things really are. Unless you've known this person for a while and you're really comfortable with them and you're able to open up with them about the real tea. All right. But this was only our second session. And of course, you know, I didn't know this dude. So I'm left at the door and I'm like, well, I can't go anywhere else because he, he's got the car and I'm supposed to be in this session. So I may as well go in and let him know what's going on. So I go inside. And of course, the first thing he asks is, where's your husband? <laughs> and y'all, I just broke down and started crying. I felt like a failure in that moment because I didn't feel like he was willing to fight for our marriage. And I took it all upon myself because it felt like it was all my fault. And that was a self-esteem issue that was brought on by living in a toxic environment. So looking back, you know, I know it wasn't my fault. And I think the psalmist uh, brother Rob Bay said it takes two to make a thing go right. <laughs> all right. Well, it turns out it also takes two to make it go all wrong and fall to pieces. All right. <laughs> so as I start talking to the counselor, I'm thinking there's nothing we can do It's pointless to me because my husband's not present for the marriage counseling session and we're both supposed to be a part of it. And as we talk, he shifts the conversation from my husband to dealing with me and my feelings. And we end up having a one on one session. And during that time, he opened my eyes to the fact uh, that part of couples counseling is actually taking accountability and responsibility for your individual well-being. And this was the first time I was introduced to personal counseling as a part of a self-care routine. You know, it was good for me to talk things out. And, you know, what he did was to ask me the right questions to get me thinking about what I wanted and what I needed to be happy or to be in a better place mentally and emotionally. Looking back at it now, I can see how valuable it was. But, you know, back then, <laughs> the me that I was back then, I, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't grasp the concept, you know, mostly because the perception that I had about counseling was that you don't need it until something goes wrong. And that counseling was only used to fix whatever issues are that are messing up things in your life right now. I actually went to counseling as a young child. You know, I had some behavior issues. <laughs> I won't say that I was bad. I just had, you know, misdirected energy. We'll say it like that. Um, so my parents took me to this place to be evaluated. And we did a lot of counseling sessions. Um, and although this seemed like something that was loving that any caring parent would do, you know, I, I actually felt like I got in trouble for it. <laughs> you know, my dad, he was, he was all loving. I can say that without a doubt that he loved me and, you know, he just wanted everything to be right with me and he was willing to do what needed to be done. 
But my mom, you know, she was from another school of thought. She, yes, she loved me. But there were times where I wasn't sure if she liked me or not. (laughs) And that's just reality. The message that I got from her was that, you know, I was the problem. And now they got to go and spend this money um, that they could have been using elsewhere. And now she has to take time off of her job so they can go fix me. (laughs) All right. So my initial perception of counseling is not that it was there to help. And it was a part of self-care, but it's a negative thing because somewhere down the line, you know, I messed up and I keep messing up. (laughs) So they needed to fix me. So when I left the appointment that day, I actually left feeling better than when I came in. And when I got outside, my husband was there. He was already waiting for me. And we talked on the way home. And basically he said he didn't want to do counseling anymore because he didn't feel like it was going to help. So we continue with life as usual. And, you know, things weren't that great. So fast forward um, a bunch of years and I'm in the car and I'm listening to a talk radio show and this caller calls in and she's telling about the problems that she's having with her husband because of his PTSD. And her story is the exact same story as mine. So now, you know, I'm really listening to see what advice he's going to give to her. And the expert on the show, he basically tells her that she may be suffering from secondary PTSD as a result of being the caretaker for her husband who has survived trauma. And at this point, a light bulb goes off. (laughs) So he tells her to get a professional and to get evaluated. And that's exactly what I decided to do. Um, I called and I scheduled an appointment with my primary care provider and you know, that was with the VA. And long story short, you know, among other things, I was diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and PTSD. To begin with, I have never been one to like medicine. Okay. I am the worst pill taker in the world. One time I tried to swallow a Claritin pill, that tiny little allergy pill. And it's, it's so tiny. I tried to swallow it and it ended up getting caught in my throat. And I ended up having to go to the hospital and actually having a procedure to have it removed. So it was terrible. (laughs) I'm like the worst pill taker in the world. So needless to say, I knew that medication was not going to be a part of my healing process. (laughs) Again, we're talking about my journey. okay, and what works for me. And I want you to find what works for you. And if that's taking a pill, then by all means, take a pill. All right. There is no shame in that. I want you to do what works for you. All right. So I knew that I was not going to take any pills (laughs) and I tried. I didn't like how they made me feel. You know, I didn't I didn't take them anymore after that. So that left either counseling or Jesus. All right. (laughs) What you need to know is that during this time, I am beginning, you know, my real faith walk. Okay, I was born and raised in church, but it wasn't until around this time that I had decided to take my faith walk seriously and make my faith a part of my everyday life. All right. So I'm working on building my faith and trusting in God. And by doing this, it's opened my eyes to some work that I need to do within myself. And so one of the things that I learned as I continued to work on my relationship, God, was that as I was making improvements on myself, everything else from there fell into place. You know, everything was in line with my faith. So while I'm having problems in my marriage, you know, I'm having issues in my relationship with my husband and those problems are bleeding out into my relationships with other people and they're affecting other areas of my life. All right. Now you've heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people. 
All right. You lash out as someone that has nothing to do (laughs) with the reason that you're upset in the first place. And the pain that you inflict on others is actually a direct reflection of the pain that someone else has inflicted on you. So you may be emotionally wounded and because you're wounded, your wound is bleeding into other areas of your life and you begin to operate from that place of pain. And that's why it's so important to continuously do the work to heal so you don't go emotionally bleeding all over everyone. (laughs) You know, just like they say, hurt people, hurt people. Guess what? Heal people can heal people. All right. So anyway, so I'm going to church because at this point, that was the only outlet that I had. Okay, I'm going to church. I'm reading. I'm studying my Bible. I'm learning how to apply the word to my life and to my situation. And I'm seeing the the results of doing this. All right. Things actually started to get better for me and they they weren't perfect. Okay, (laughs) by far, they were not perfect, but I could see that they were getting better. And this is where I learned an important fact. Okay, it takes two people to fix a marriage or, or a relationship even. But somebody has to be willing to take the first step. And it starts with the action of just one person. Why not make it you? <laughs> you can be that person. All right. You can't always change your circumstance, but you can work to change yourself to better deal with your situation. You have to be willing to do your part. And sometimes that means that you're going to have to put your pride and your ego to the side. They're going to have to take the L. OK, they're going to have to take the loss. <laughs> so I speak for me when I say that a lot of the issues that I'm facing, um, they're there because of my pride. You know, I hate being wrong. Okay. I hate being corrected. I hate to be doubted. You know, I hate for other people to limit me by what they think I'm capable of or what they're capable of. So it bothers me. (laughs) Okay. And I've, I've found that this causes a rift in my relationships and I spend so much time trying to prove who I am and seeking validation from the wrong sources. And this is unhealthy for me because I end up entering into relationships with the wrong focus and I end up self-sabotaging the whole thing. So that's just one of the things that I had to work on. Okay, but I had to be willing to put in the work to accomplish my goal of restoring my relationship. You know, you have to get to the root. The behavior is just a symptom of the actual issue, but you can't deal with the fruit until you've dealt with the root. Okay, okay. So as I said, I was working on me and I was building my faith. And after my diagnosis, I began counseling. And at first I was reluctant. Again, I had already had a negative view about what counseling and therapy was. And so I'm going into it thinking that something was wrong with me. And it was actually going against what I was hearing from those that were close to me, that there was nothing wrong with me. And the problem was the situation. So I got to talking with one of the ladies at my church and she was actually a minister and she worked at the VA and I shared with her that they wanted me to start personal therapy with them. And I was reluctant because I felt like Jesus should be enough. Right. And by going to church, I could heal everything that was wrong in my life. And she just flat out told me if they want you to go to therapy, go to therapy. (laughs) Okay, it's not just for your check from the VA, but it's because. People underestimate the power of just going in and sitting down and talking to someone. Have you checked out the PTSD Wives Handbook? This book is for the wife whose spouse has survived trauma and is now navigating through mood swings, flashbacks, and mishandled emotions. 
PTSD can create a toxic home environment and cause a divide in the closest and most meaningful relationships. As a caretaker, the PTSD wife is finding herself at the receiving end of anger, aggression, and constant negativity. This can create a personal, mental, and spiritual health crisis for her. In this book, Coach Leah uncovers the hidden wounds of trauma and the effects that it can have on your relationship. Based on biblical principles, she teaches you the tools and resources that are needed to handle stressful situations and to seek help from the Lord and foster a deeper relationship with Him. By reading this book and putting the principles into action, you're going to learn how to take control of your life and grab hold of the power that lies within. Grab your copy of the PTSD Wives Handbook today by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. Therapy is a great way to talk things out and to work through your feelings and to process your emotions. You know, you'll be surprised at what comes out during the therapy session. There could be some things that you didn't know were an issue or that something that you didn't know was lying dormant and affecting the way that you think and behave. And it's, you know, it's not revealed until you speak of it in therapy, until you discover it in therapy. All right. What therapy does is to help you work out the issues of your past so that you can control how they're going to affect you in your present and in your future. We know that God is a healer and that he can work through people and through science to heal. The word of God is the ultimate authority, but it's not the only authority out there. All right. (laughs) Now, I know I'm going to have to explain that. (laughs) So here we go. So if you have a heart issue, you know, like literally, not figuratively, but if you have like medical condition with your heart, do you just go and open the Bible? No, you don't. (laughs) You better go see a heart specialist. All right. So nowhere in the Bible can you go and learn how to do an actual transplant step by step. You know, God had to put it on someone's mind and their heart to want to go in and learn all things there is to know about the heart you know, the actual organ in your body. They studied it. They learned how it works, what makes it go, what causes it to stop, you know, what the detailed and overall effect it has on the rest of the body. All of that information comes through years of studying and learning on that one particular subject. Nowhere in the Bible can I go and look up to see the steps on how to do an oil change, okay? (laughs) No, you have to be an expert or you have to go to an expert that can help you in that department. And better yet, an oil change can be different depending on the type of vehicle. That's why each vehicle comes with a handbook to tell you what you need to know about the care, the maintenance, and the performance of that particular type of vehicle, okay? (laughs) Y'all see where I'm going with this. So although God puts us all here on earth and he gave us his word to guide us in all things, he also gave us the Holy Spirit to connect us back to him. And he gave us the resources that we needed to sustain ourselves here on earth. There's nothing new under the sun. We just keep discovering new things, the things that have already been here. This is where science and technology comes in. You know, not all mental issues are spiritual issues. You know, they're not all demonic. There's some mental health issues that are caused by something physical in the body, like a chemical imbalance. Things can be passed down through the family. So heredity can be a factor. You know, you just don't know. Besides the fact that it allows the space and the opportunity to vent and to get things off your chest, therapy can also help you in identifying problem areas of your life. And it can help you to process and work through them. 
It can help you to find a way to cope with certain things that you just can't change or that you're having trouble changing. It can help you to deal with the symptoms in a healthy way and to break away from unhealthy coping mechanisms like drinking or overeating, things like that. This is why it's important to make therapy a part of your self-care routine. So when trauma happens, it actually affects you on different levels, okay? First, there's the physical level where you're actually physically hurt or your life was actually in danger. There's a physical aspect through that. And going through an event where you were hurt or your life was in danger, it can have a mental effect on you as well. It can change the way that you think and the way that you see the world and the way that you see the people in it. And when that happens, it can actually open you up to a spiritual attack and it can affect you on that spiritual level as well. So trauma comes in layers and for each of those layers, you have to work individually to work to heal in those particular areas. There's some things that you just can't pray away no matter how hard you try. And it's because that remedy is not connected to that issue. It may be a mental issue and that is not connected to a spiritual issue. It can be something in the body. And that's why you need to put these kind of issues in the hands of a professional. A trained professional can assess, they can diagnose, and they can treat your mental condition. They focus on identifying and reducing the effects of the symptoms or whatever the condition is. They can also teach you coping skills and assist in the process of recovering from trauma. Some of them are even licensed to treat you with medicine. As a certified life coach, my job is not to counsel you. All right. I'm not going to dig into your past. (laughs) We're not going to dig deep into your past um, or uncover some sort of painful memory or experience, you know, that you've had. My job is to motivate you and encourage you and to help you target your goals and to find a way to get to them. All right. If you come to me and we're working on your goals, but in the process, we uncover something from your past um, that you still need to work through. I am going to turn you over to a professional. okay? (laughs) a professional that's going to be able to help you because that's what I'm trying to do. You know, you have to be careful about who you vent to or who you pour your heart out to because they can uncover a pain or a hurt or a wound and have no idea how to close it properly. All right. And it can make things so much worse. And while I'm on the subject, (laughs) okay, you can fix a lot of family drama if you quit going to mama and them every time Pookie makes you mad. Okay. (laughs) If you have a disagreement with your spouse or whatever, you got to keep folks out of your business. You have to seek wise counsel. Stop taking advice from someone else that is not qualified to help you. All right. I don't know who that was for, (laughs) but I felt led to say it. All right. Use me, Lord. (laughs) Somebody needed to hear that. All right. So back to my point. Um, just think of therapy as a part of your support system. Nothing has to be wrong for you to seek help from a professional. By tending to your mind, your body, and your soul, they're all a part of self-care. All right. The way, the same way that you would go to a doctor for your physical needs is the same way you should go to a doctor for your mental needs. All right. And your emotional needs. It's good to talk to someone that can give you a non-biased opinion and not necessarily give you their opinion, you know, but to make you do the work and to look within yourself to come up with your own answers. 
you want to find a professional that can relate to you. All right. I've sought some professional counseling over the years. And my main requirement now is that they have to be a Christian counselor. All right. I need somebody who can help me that knows and understands the science behind the human mind and behind human behavior. And that will take what they know and hold it against the word of God. All right. It it takes both. All right. We're supposed to be in this world, but not of it. And that means that there's a universal aspect to everything that we do. All right. So what do I mean? We all share commonalities in living out this human experience, but the difference comes in the way that we deal with things. All right. So we know that the word is our final authority. So we take what we learn in nature and in science and we plug it into our faith. All right. And then we implement the things that we need to do so that we can make the changes that are necessary for us to live a better life. And then God puts the final approving stamp on that. Okay. And because of the action that we took and because of the faith that we have in him. And he is the one that rewards us because healing only comes through him. All right. Now you mess around and get with the wrong counsel. Okay. Like on TikTok and some of those other social media platforms, and they'll have you looking at rocks and crystals for your healing. All right. And the problem with that is that you're worshiping the creation and not the creator. All right. God is ultimately the one that heals and he puts people and things on earth to help facilitate that, but they do not heal. Okay. Only he can heal. All right. But I'm getting off topic and I'm not about to argue with y'all about that. (laughs) Okay. So, So back to my point, the Bible says that faith without works is dead. What does this mean? You got to do your part in your healing. All right. In the same way, God wants you to make him a part of the healing process as well. All right. He says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. All right. First Peter chapter five, verse seven says to cast your cares on him because he cares for you. All right. Simply what this means is that taking your struggles and your issues and your burdens to him is going to help to ease the load that's on you. All right. You're going to have to do your part, but just know that he's there to help and to strengthen you. And he's going to empower you to push you through this situation and on to victory in your mind for your body and for your soul. So if you wanted to find a counselor or a therapist, how would you go about doing this? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Well, the first thing that I would do is to get a list of recommendations. All right. See what works for other people. Find out what's available in your area and in your network. Okay. You can check with your health insurance provider to get a list of professionals that are in your network. Um, If you don't have an insurance provider, maybe check with Medicaid to see if there's any any way that they can... um, recommend anybody to you or any services to you that would help you. I think that there's um, a lot of services out there because mental health is such a big issue. So I think there may be a lot of free services that are out there um, available. Just check with your your state and with your uh, local governing authorities to get more information about that. One of the points that I always try to drive home is telling people to use their resources. All right. Think about what you have access to. What do you have at your disposal? If you're in the military, you have so many resources that are set up just for you. All right. You already have access to it and you don't even have to pay for it. 
Of course, you're able to get counseling on the base, but you can also take advantage of the marriage services that are offered by the base chapel. All right. So when I was in every couple of months, they would have a marriage retreat and they would take a weekend trip, you know, and add a little bit of fun with the work. (laughs) All right. So that is something that everybody can do. All right. Does your church have a a group for couples, you know, a marriage ministry? You got to get active and get involved with them. The thing that impresses me about those groups is that they help to break down walls and you're able to see that what you're going through is something that's common to other people on the same path. All right. So it's good to get in there and to vent and to work through some issues as a group, because you never know what piece of information or advice they're going to give that will help you on your personal journey. Once I pick out who I want to see, I go and then I try them out. Okay. I'm looking for their degrees. (laughs) I'm looking for what qualifies them to counsel me. Um, Of course, you know, I've said that I have a requirement that they have to have the same faith as me so that we're basing everything on the same set of principles. I would also add to that, maybe find someone that has a shared experience as you. I prefer to have a woman counselor. Also, if she is African-American, because I'm African-American, I would like to have that as well, because that's somebody that has shared my experience. Now, that's not at the top of my list. I'm going to be very honest. It's not at the top of my list, but it it helps because having a shared experience kind of lets her know kind of where you're coming from. and, And that can help. A big thing for me is professionalism. All right. I'm going to look at your office. I'm going to see how neat it is, how well it is. (laughs) Um, I look at my experience in the waiting room. All right. I know it's petty. (laughs) I know it's minute, but it actually says a lot. You know, I recently had an appointment. (laughs) The first problem I had was I didn't like the neighborhood. Okay, that was strike one. Then I couldn't find a place to park because they only had like five parking spots for this whole big building. All right. And when I got in, the waiting room was full. And when I got to the window, they didn't even know I had an appointment. Okay. And even though I clearly had a confirmation email to show them, you know, so uh, they ended up working me in. They have really bad attitudes about it. Um, And I ended up waiting over an hour past my appointment time. So I'm already fuming. Okay. And just as I was getting ready to get up and leave, then they called me to the back. All right. Then none of their equipment worked. All right. And so we spent another 15 or 20 minutes waiting on the IT department to fix the issue. Okay. So I was just over it. I will never return to that, (laughs) that office again. Now that appointment was not for a mental health appointment. It was for something else. But the point that I'm making is that if it's not a place that you would enjoy going to, then that is not the place for you. All right. If you don't feel comfortable, if it kind of stresses you out, if you have anxiety about going to that place, that's not going to be a place of healing for you. The whole experience needs to be something that is going to promote a peaceful environment, a safe environment. You know, you want to have peace and serenity because believe it or not, all of that is a part of the healing environment and it's necessary. How do you feel when you talk to them? Do they make you feel comfortable? Um, Are you willing to open up with them? Um, I have experienced both. (laughs) Needless to say, I didn't go back to the one that made me feel uncomfortable. You know, it's not that they weren't knowledgeable and weren't good at their job. It's just that we weren't a good fit. You know, everybody's not going to match your personality type. So you just have to be aware. And self-awareness and self-evaluation, they're going to be the best ways to determine what type of service you're going to need. You know when you're not feeling right. 
All right. You know, when something feels off problems in your relationship will have you feeling like there's something wrong with you and wherever your mind goes, your body's going to follow. And this is why you have to protect your mental health, because that can affect you physically. So this actually brings us to the coaching moment for today. All right. We're going to do a little bit of self-evaluation. I want you to do a brain dump. (laughs) Take about 10 minutes and I want you to write the things that come to mind. It can be anything, whatever you're feeling, even if the thought that comes to you sounds crazy or off, write it down so you can evaluate it later on. Okay. The things that are on your mind are also an indication of what's going on inside of you. Okay. So set your clock for 10 minutes and begin writing. After that 10 minutes is over, I want you to review your list and I want you to put them in categories, three different categories. Okay. You're going to use category A for the things that are really important to you. Okay. These are the things that are really big deal. They're affecting you right now and they're affecting you in a big way. Then I want you to use category B for the things that are important, but they're just not as high on your list as those in category A. All right. And then category C is for the things that are really not that important at all. Review your list again. And for each item, I want you to start with category A. For each item, I want you to look up some scriptures that deal with each of those topics. And I want you to write down the ones that speak to you and the ones that help you in regard to that issue. Okay. And then I want you to journal about why you feel the way you feel about that particular issue. And what is in your control to change about them? And what do you need help with? All right. I'll say that again. Journal. I want you to journal about why you feel the way you feel about that issue. What is in your control to change about that item? And what do you need help with? And finally, I want you to use this list to map out a plan to make the necessary changes that you need in your life. All right. I want you to take your time with this. No rush. Set a time so that you can really sit down and reflect on this assignment, all right? I want you to figure out what you want for yourself and use the scripture to see what God wants for you in that area. All right, y'all, we've had a great conversation today. So unfortunately, that's my time for today. (laughs) I hope that something was said to make your day a little bit brighter and to encourage you and to let you know that everything is gonna be all right, okay? Be sure to download the study guide for the episode this week, and you can find that on our show notes. All right. Also, tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. All right. And don't be stingy, sis. (laughs) Spread the word. Tell a friend. Bring a friend. All right. Y'all pull up. I'd love to have y'all join us each week. Okay. All right. Well, be sure to check out our website at IamCoachLeah.com and the show page at MarriageMotherhoodPTSD.com. All right, y'all. Until the next time we meet, I want you to be encouraged, be empowered, and be blessed. Peace, y'all.